2: Plan savings with three lines of T Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
1: The home of the Red Sox. 93.7 WEEI FM and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. Brought to you by DuckDuckGo. Search and browse more privately. Download the free DuckDuckGo app today. We're always live on the free Odyssey app.
3: With Ken Laird and Chris Curtis on WEI,
1: swinging a high drive in a right field. This is crushed. This is gone. Two at bats at Wrigley for Rafi. Two mammoth bombs, and it's four nothing Red Sox. Well, a couple weeks ago, we saw Devers hit a ball like that across town in Chicago. Same sort of deal. It was an absolute no doubter. Devers just standing,
4: watching for about five seconds before he started his trot.
1: That ball was suffocated. An absolute missile off the bat for Devers, who's now got 22 home runs, and he's putting the Red Sox on his back out of the break.
4: All right, that was Will Fleming. And Rob Bradford on the Red Sox Network last night at Wrigley Field. I am Chris Curtis. Ken Laird once again out. Wow, you're calling him out. Yeah, we, uh, we've we done, I think, one show together in the last two, three months. Just uh, different schedules. I don't know. He's Maybe going... time to
2: rebrand, new name.
4: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> exactly. The, uh, the brand manager has wrongly branded his own show, but we'll get to that later. Andy Hart has gracefully joined us. Good morning, Andy. What's up? Uh, so, Red Sox win last night. Devers they, carrying
2: the team one game into the second half. They are <laughs>
4: now a low, out from alone in the basement. They have been joined by the Yankees, flat-footed at 49-43. and 43. The Yankees lost to the Rockies last night after firing their hitting coach, yielded only two runs, uh, in his first... I don't even know who, know who their new hitting coach is. However, Red Sox win. They're 49-43. They've won 9-10. of 10 And they have squarely placed themselves in the middle of Boston's Shohei Ohtani discussion. But nationally, the guy that I heard you on the midday show with Gresh this week, Andy, discussing Shohei Ohtani, and to me, of all the frustrating elements of the bloom era, what he has done to just totally uh, will Fleming used suffocate. I don't get suffocating a ball in a home run. I don't understand that, but maybe I'm 10— but uh, suffocate would be to take the life out of it. Yeah. If you, if, anyway, whatever. Um, he went to Northwestern. I didn't. <laughs> so, um, but I, what Bloom has done is suffocate any really legitimate, interesting, hot stove discussion when it comes to the Red Sox and the best players in baseball. Because when you watch national conversation about Sho- Shohei Otani, whether it's ESPN, MLB Network, wherever, it's all about... The Dodgers, the Giants, the Yankees, the, you know, it, it has nothing to do with the Boston Red Sox. I see the Phillies because of Dombrowski. I see other teams that are mentioned, and the Red Sox are almost never
2: in the conversation. For the arguably greatest, most interesting free agent to be or trade addition in the history of sports. Yeah, I right? would, like
4: absolutely. Who, the only who's bigger,
2: I, who's better, who's more interesting?
4: The only thing I could think of in my recent lifetime and it isn't really that close because he only played one side of the ball, but the spectacle of Peyton Manning's free agency where he was doing visits. Peyton was, you know, the the NFL at that point. What was it, 2013, something like that. So Peyton had won three to four MVPs, was the face of the NFL with Brady, and he, you know, flying to Denver, going out of Indy, all that. But he had just come off of a year where he didn't play. He didn't have a neck. You know, his wife was still receiving HGH shipments in Europe. True. And what about LeBron James going to Miami? Yeah, that was a big one. But at the time, that that is a big one. That's a that's a good one. What's that? Like two thousand what? Nine, uh, ten. His first year there was two thousand eleven. So it was so, the summer two thousand ten to two thousand eleven. So yeah, that was a big one. The and he plays both sides of the ball. Obviously, basketball, everybody does. So you have to. Um, I guess that's a good one there. But I would say what what Shohei is is something that I just stupidly thought would supersede Heim Bloom's power structure because within the Fenway Sports Management Group Shohei Ohtani is like the crown jewel speaking of LeBron yep that group got in bed with LeBron he is a partner of the Fenway Sports Group so a guy that is you know LeBron but on a more international scale if that's possible you have a guy that is Babe Ruth reincarnate in the middle of his prime, and it's not that you're not going to get him because who knows who's going to get him, whether it's by a trade or, or free agency. It's that you're not even engaged in the conversation to acquire
2: him. And the Red Sox used to be, the Red Sox of the heyday, were involved in everything. Like, they would be, whatever the list was, Yankees, Red Sox, it always included the Red Sox because they're the big bad Red Sox. They're competing with the Yankees. They have any resource they need. Those were the old school days of, Hot stove talk or now whatever trade deadline talk is. And just to go back to Otani for a minute, the difference I would make with LeBron, and I know LeBron became more hateable after the decision. Right. I just don't think LeBron was as universally liked as Otani. Have you heard anyone on the planet that doesn't enjoy the story of or wouldn't want Shohei Otani on their baseball team? No. Like, there's no downside to him. The downside, everybody said, well, you know, if he gets hurt as a pitcher, now you get a $70 million DH. But th- okay. You can stipulate that to with anybody. everybody. Don't ever it, sign a contract. Right. You know.
4: It, anybody it, could die tomorrow. Right. If you sign Howard Stern and his plane crashes. Right. Well, you're what, poor. You right. don't have a morning show. There you go. Okay, Now you stuck with me and Greg Hill and you're screwed. But it's regrettable. Is it pronounced for Zocco? Yes, yeah, Frizoco. Yep. Frizoco. So I like Frizoco. Is that okay? Can I call you Frizoco? Absolutely. Call name? me whatever you want, Curtis. I'm here I, to please you. I, I, I didn't well, know what <laughs>
2: the F you were talking about. I didn't know the name to not know.
4: Yeah, Frizoco. Frizoco so, says LeBron. I like it, but it is a better point. Andy Hart's up one zero on Frizoco because Let's go. LeBron James did have people that despised him. So, and c- certainly after the decision, more people despised him. Oh, my him. God. Not one, not two. Watching the Mavericks beat them in that first year when the Heat were together, may have been one of the greatest schadenfreude moments as a sports fan that didn't include the Yankees. But what you just said is so right. And you know what the Red Sox, in their heyday, even more used to do than just be in on everyone? The second there was a scent that the Yankees wanted someone, Larry Lucchino and the Red Sox were blood in the water after that exact, even if they didn't need it, even if they needed to trade their own shortstop to fit the guy into their team when it was Alex Rodriguez and the Yankees. So, I I find it to be so frustrating. This is Buster Olney. I don't know, was this on SportsCenter, I guess? They no longer have baseball tonight at ESPN, but uh, Buster Olney this week discussing the Yankees' interest in Shohei Otani.
2: If Otani is traded yes. before the deadline, what teams would be most likely to go after him? Well, you start with the Yankees, the Yankees, the Yankees, the Yankees, <laughs> the Rangers, the Rays. Maybe a small handful of teams, but there's no doubt. You talked with sources yesterday. They see the Yankees as potentially being the most motivated because Garrett Cole, Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stanton—they're middle-aged players right in the the prime of their careers. This is the Yankees' window to win now. You bring in Otani,
4: suddenly the Yankees' rotation with him involved looks so strong. Otani hitting
2: in Yankee Stadium, which favors left-handed sluggers. That's uh, something I'm sure the Yankees would be willing to pay for if Otani is made available by the Angels.
4: Yeah, so uh, that all makes sense. And, you know, while the Red Sox and Yankees are in different scales with payroll, there's a lot of the, is it uh, Hal, I believe, is the surviving Steinbrenner son. So Hal is in charge of the Yankees. There's a lot of Yankees fans that don't love his stewardship as the owner. him. Because he has not been nearly as as aggressive as his old man. Nonetheless, the Yankees... Clearly, would be invested in in and in interested in potentially acquiring Shohei Otani, and I guess I'm just interested in the feeling of Red Sox fans out there. Where now that they're six games over 500, now that this team is at least going to give us a summer of relatively meaningful baseball, no matter where they find themselves in the AL East, they're two games out of the last wild card. They're gonna they, they're underbelly of the schedule. I saw Loney tweet this recently that all the other contenders in the American League had played their full six to seven games against the A's. The Red Sox had only played two or three as they were playing them before the first half ended. It's like that could be the two to three game difference, that once the Red Sox play these awful teams, which they have yet to complete their six games against the A's, the Yankees already threw a perfect game against them, that this will make it even more tight in the American League. So that will continue. The Red Sox are going to likely be within shooting distance of the playoffs when the deadline hits. And do you want this team to be? I, it's cliche, but I, I legitimately am under, wondering if people are mad if they're if they're actually that emotionally invested in this team, or has Heimblum suffocated the 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 fandom out of Sox fans in that they don't sp- think they're going to be investing in Shohei, they don't want to even consider it. You know, uh, we'd all love a Ferrari for Christmas. You know, we're not going to get it, so you don't think about getting it. So, what would you like? You, you have to be a little bit more. You know, uh, cog- you know, you have to understand the, the actual realistic possibilities that are out there. And for many, I believe they don't think Shohei is one.
2: But you still buy a ticket, right? There's big lotteries this week. Both of them are like half a billion dollars, right? right. How- I, I heard Jones said
4: he's going to buy a pickleball team if he wins,
2: which God <laughs> bless him. But you don't... Everybody tells you like, oh, buying a ticket really doesn't change your chances to win the right. lottery because it's one in a... B-. No, no, it actually does. I can't win if I don't play. Right? Bloom can't win if he's not at least considering... I'm not saying go get him. I'm not saying trade Marcelo Mayer, who must be the greatest player ever because oh God, it's can't. all on his shoulders. Right. But at least be in the conversation. You know what alarmed me most about Buster Olney's comments? Forget the Yankees. The Yankees should be in. They are in. They're the Yankees. Right? Did you hear that little part at the end? The Rangers and the did he say the Rays?
4: Yeah, can the effing Rays can you play are that in. One more time at the or you can play the actually if you can find the end where he mentions the Rays for Zoko, Let me
2: know. Like. The Ra- now I have to look up at the Rays in the standings. Right. Now I have to take their, was never their top baseball officer guy, but we keep saying like, oh, he's bringing the Tampa way. A, I don't love the Tampa way because their next ring will be their first ring. Right. Didn't win anything. But now not only are we bad at copying the Rays with their cast-off personnel guy, but they're in on the conversation for the greatest baseball player in the history of the game who might be available, even though they play in front of, 3,282 people every night in a terrible stadium, and yet America's favorite ballpark is not a potential landing spot to put Shohei Ohtani, who, correct me if I'm wrong, we've already gone down the Asian business model in Boston, and and so they have some knowledge, interest. Fenway Sports Group is not just about Boston. It's about all sports, all globe, right? Soccer, hockey, across... Wouldn't this guy be good for all of that? Absolutely. Doesn't he become your ambassador to anything you want to be, have an ambassador ambassador to? Kids love him, adults love him. He's kooky. He's like, I I don't, that's what I don't get. You can argue Heimblum and business and, oh, look at the Mets. If you do it the Mets way, you end up regretting it. Otani's different. Because even if he is a mediocre player for the life of his contract, don't the business opportunities and the marketing of Nessun 360 to another country, all that crap, doesn't that matter? Absolutely. Yeah. And don't they care about that? One th- Some th- think they care about that too much. Yeah, I would say that at least as much. So I- wouldn't it be great if they, th- the fans think, oh, we're back, we're in on a guy like Otani because we're the Red Sox again, when really the business side is like, we don't really give a rat's ass about the baseball player Shohei Otani. He's a marketing tool for us. He's a business. Okay, I don't care the reasoning. Right. Be in on it. Label it however you want. Right. Yep, be in on it.
4: Yeah, I and you know, um, my first uh, radio thing when I was uh, interning in college was bringing 890 ESPN Dice K with a dice, you know, two pairs of dice and the letter K to Hanscom Air Force Base or Hanscom, whatever the hell they call it, and the private jet lands with John Henry, the first private jet tracker I think we ever had. And you know what? Dice K wasn't great. They paid $51 million for the posting fee. You think they made that money and then some in the Dice K deal? You yes. bet your ass they did. It was a great investment. He wasn't a great pitcher, but his first start was at Fenway Park against the Seattle Mariners. Lead-off hitter for the Mariners was Ichiro Suzuki. Fenway Park, I was at the game. It was like an early evening game in April. And the place was jammed, flash bulbs popping off. It was a international event at Fenway Park on an otherwise mundane day against the Seattle effing Mariners. And that exponentially increases when you bring in a guy who's one of the best pitchers and hitters in the same person to Fenway Park. And you know what? Both with all of sports, where LeBron is nearing the end, I know he, you know, he didn't retire, which nobody thought he was going to effing retire, but... LeBron James, who are the biggest stars? Patrick Mahomes, NFL's biggest star. Yep. Uh, you know, hockey's never going to be as big with Shohei Otani. you know, Connor McDavid and whomever else, but they're never on the same platform. Baseball, the biggest star right now is Aaron Judge beneath Shohei Otani. Shohei is a guy that will be the biggest international superstar if he isn't already. And you have a chance to have him not only in Boston, just all it costs is prospects and or money but you have him as a part of this growing, massive you know, set of different investments in the portfolio within Fenway Sports Group. Like I, To me, it, it almost makes less sense for them to be out of the, the running at all than it does for them to actually sign him.
2: And that's where I think some are holding out hope. It's funny, uh, strange bedfellows they say. Right. I think some fans who hate John Henry are now like, oh, but maybe John Henry will step in, and maybe John Henry being John Henry – will help. Maybe he'll soup because Bloom. Okay, he wouldn't want him. It's I'm not giving up my prospects and handing out I mean, the biggest contract he's handed out is story, right? Right. And this is going to be eight times the size of that or six times the size of that, whatever.
4: It was a brilliant signing because it pissed off your most important player. Oh, right? it was awesome.
2: And he's been, unhe- awesome. been
4: Not hasn't been healthy, but other than that, it was a slam dunk.
2: And to open the second half of the season, the Boston Red Sox, yes, still a Major League Baseball, Major Market City, are starting Justin Turner at second base. Oh, okay. Not an emergency, you're on a road trip, and the guy you call up can't get there. Coming out of the All-Star break when you had a week to prepare for it, Justin Turner is the Boston Red Sox starting second baseman. That's ridiculous. But back to the the Otani thing, it's it's the obvious answer for the Boston Red Sox because everybody's bitching about everything, right? Don't you, it's weird that the Red Sox are 9-1 and one in their last 10 and yet I still feel like everybody's bitching. Everybody's like not happy with anything that's going on because they have to watch Justin Turner or they have to watch Mookie Betts in the All-Star game or they have to pretend Marcelo Mayer's going to be as good as Ellie De La Cruz. He's not. We've already seen the marquee guy of the generation that yeah. ignites a franchise in sport. Awesome. And it's like everybody has, you could end that with one scratch yep. of the pen. John... Henry, not Hancock. Herbie. Herbie.
4: Because of what that one signature would signify, which is that everything else has shifted. But I will say, the good news for the Red Sox is that they've won 9 of 10. People aren't back on board, but the indifference is, is fading a bit. Yeah, People are engaging negatively, but at least they're engaging back into some Sox talk. So, if you want to join us this morning, 779 nine seven ninety three seven. Your thoughts on Otani? How much? How much? Well, how
2: much would you give him? Eight hundred million. You in? I would definitely. I might about one billion dollars. I don't know, doctor. Make Ego. a splash. I, I honestly, I would do.
4: I whatever they do, I assure you, they will not be regretting it. I guarantee it. But it's not my money, so easy for me to say. But call us 779 seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. We're starting socks. We'll get to some pats around ten. But first, here is Furzoko with What's Trending. <laughs>
2: you are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
3: Get Boston Sports Original on the go.
2: Wherever you go.
3: Just download the Odyssey app.
2: We're right back to
1: it. Ken and Curtis on WEI.
3: To get your hay, I mean, whoever decided to uh, get him, you're going to have to give away a lot. And uh, the Red sucks right now. We are trying to rebuild the farm. We have some uh, some good candidates coming up from the farm. And uh, that's something that I don't know. Uh, I, I what stage the front office had to discuss that. But, uh, uh, I mean, whatever Shohei's Hayes go, he's definitely going to help with that or that.
4: Uh, That was David Ortiz on the Greg Hill Show. He also said you're going to give up half the team. I think that might have been on Fox this week. He would do it. So, everybody's weighing in on Shohei Otani. Chris Curtis with Andy Hart. Ken Laird off this weekend up in uh, Montreal with the family. So, hopefully he's Uh enjoying that.
2: Didn't he get stuck last time or something?
4: Yeah. Well, his car got stolen. That's the goal. Um, Yeah, his car got stolen. One of the craziest stories. And then his cousin found this, like, random white, CRV in the middle of a snowy Montreal. The whole story was wild. He called in. It was one of the highlights of the Ken and Curtis show history. But uh, sadly, Ken is not in. Good for you, though, because Andy Hart's in and he's a smart guy. And we are talking socks to start. And I, Red Sox win last night. They 8 uh, 3 over the Cubs. They play again today at 2 20. We'll take you up to pregame at one twenty. Sox look to go to 50-43. They've won 9-10. of 10. They are squarely back in the playoff race. And the trade deadline is down the pike here shortly. And you heard in the first segment, uh, Buster Olney say this, the Yankees are in on him. Everybody is in on him nationally except the Red Sox. Why? What, can you describe to me why? Are you okay with that? Is Shohei Otani something that you just totally said, not going to waste my time because it's got no shot of happening as... Andy alluded to, the uh, the Powerball is up close to a billion dollars, so not buying a ticket because you don't think you're going to win, or are you one of those people out there that's like, hey, I'll buy the ticket, get 24 hours of fun to think about what I do with the money, and then if I lose, I lose. So Or not
2: shooting your shot. You know, you see a hot girl. Right. You got no shot if you don't actually say, hey, uh, what are you doing later? Michael Scott once said, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. That's true. <laughs> and I... I what would you not give up? Like so sorry to interrupt but no go for it. So I have no I I, I, mock, I mock the Marcelo Mayer thing just because he's the prospect that seems to be the poster child for the future or Heim Bloom's plan, right? Like he's the number one guy. So I just Google Red Sox prospects. I I don't know how you rank these but so, Mayer is number one on Fangraph's top 46 Red Sox prospects. I love Fangraph's. Okay, I've never heard of the second guy. I probably should have. He's 19. He's in single A. Miguel Blyce? Uh, what about Craig Hansen? Uh, no, but you know who is number thir- three? Three. Tristan Casas. He sucks onions. And I don't consider him a prospect anymore. He's been in the major leagues for almost a year now. Uh, Okay, like, I'm not going to hold out hope. Just ask him. He's already in Cooperstown. And No, he's the opposite. I've already started to give up on him. Right. Like, okay, next in line. Then there's some freaking guy in the top 10 who's 25 years old pitching for the POSA. Well, 25? Like, you should be in the big leagues already if you're really that good. Like, uh, late. So, who are these people you would not put in a trade? If you have to load up on prospects and get... Baio, I can, if you're a Red Sox fan and you say, I don't want to put Bayo in. Right. I've seen him. It's working. People are comparing him, including your co-host, maybe yeah. in the first, to Pedro, baby right. Pedro. Okay, so if you want to put him on your do-not-touch list and mayor, I would say, okay, anybody else. Take him. We've learned over the years, all these names we fall in love with, who's the best one that they traded away? Whether it were for sale or, the, like, who is the superstar the Jeff Bagwell of 1995 right. or whatever the hell that was, trade them away. Most of them won't be able to carry Shohei Otani's pitching glove, his batting glove, anything he does. Right? Even Marcel Lemaire. I, okay, he's great. He fell to a four. He's a great player. The greatest player of all time is available. Right.
4: Go get him. And here's the other thing. Want well, to have a fun, you know, rainy Sunday, which looks like sadly we'll have tomorrow, activity? Go back and look at the Dombrowski trades that yeah. ruined the farm system. Who the hell that he traded? Kopech? I mean, the the trades he made, you would do again in a heartbeat. He run, won 90% of them. And on the point that you were just making about Mayer, the shortstop, you know, that's flying through the minors for the Red Sox. Who's always, a combo
2: of De La Cruz, A-Rod, Jeter, right. and Nomar all right. wrapped in one. Right. And
4: basically, the Yankees have a first-round pick shortstop Came through their farm system. Next, Jeter was being touted as the next future. He's got a single-digit jersey number, I believe, which is why you know it's very rarefied air. There's only like probably one or two of those left with the Yankees. He's hitting two ten. Anthony Volpe has been awful at the plate this year, which is fine. Rookies usually suck. Baseball's hard, but is that what you is that what you have to look forward to next year? A guy hitting two ten? making no money playing shortstop, the Yankees right now fired their hitting coach in part because their shortstop can't hit. And so that was a very similar, obviously he was 30th in the draft. I think Mayer was 4th or 5th in the draft. So so you're looking at a very, you know, whatever. But still, first round in Major League Baseball, there's 50 rounds. It's a pretty good player that you should be getting. And he's been
2: flying flying up their farm system. Shouldn't the list of people that you wouldn't be willing to trade for Shohei be essentially the best of the best in Major League Baseball? Right. Like if you said, I wouldn't trade Mike Trout for Shohei Otani, or I wouldn't trade Mookie Betts. Oh, by the way, you traded him. Right. I wouldn't trade Mookie Betts for Show. Whoever the best players in a uh, judge, I wouldn't trade Marcelo Mayer. Like right. I'm sorry. We've learned the lesson time in, time out, time and again. Take the actual known commodity who again, I still question what the downside to Otani is, other than as you like to say, just money. Right. Just money. And oh, I also forgot to say they waste money right now, a boatload of it. Somehow they have a payroll that is just shy of the tax threshold, and yet we're talking about, well, they don't really have a shortstop and they don't really have a second baseman, and there's nobody that I'm all excited to watch every night. It's kind of like the Patriots and
4: how the brilliant Bill Belichick has them close to the cap, but they suck in
2: many areas. And have no stars. Everybody gets all excited. Somebody's been putting these ratings out this week. Jeremy Fowler, like, oh, Oh, I talk to people. Ooh, Hunter Henry got honorable mention. How much does he make? You paid him. Like, we're excited that you have some. Or, ooh, Matt Judon was eighth. Eighth? You used to have the best quarterback, the best tight end, the best cornerback. You would annually have somebody in the top three at their position at, like, three, four, five positions. Now you're excited because, ooh, honorable mention. Ooh, Ramondre Stevenson, if he has one more good year, might be in the conversation of maybe being good enough. How many great teams' best player was their right guard? you going to hang up and listen? I mean, on <laughs> when you is probably the, the most... I mean, he's up there. Uh, right? I People mean, got mad at me a couple years ago because I do my stupid column in the summer where I rank the roster, and I had Nick Folk at like two or three or right. something, I was like, sadly, you don't have much talent, and sadly, he does his job as well as anybody on the roster. Right. It's, and you know what? If you think I'm negative, I'm starting with the Sox
4: because I'm... Far more optimistic about the Red Sox than I am the Patriots after the week I just had. Oh, well, the negativity in this town stinks. It certainly does. But you know who's not negative is Allison in Cambridge. Good morning, Allison. How are you?
3: Good, good, good morning, guys. I'm good. How are you guys doing? Awesome. I think, first of all, I think that John Henry doesn't care anymore. I really don't feel that he has that passion for the team anymore. He just doesn't care. And the other thing is that Brian Bayo, Duran Duran, Tanner Hawk. And Tristan Cassis who I'm not really thrilled with. They're all Dave Dombrowski picks. He did not he did not inherit a Farm system. They just weren't ready when Dave Dombrowski was fired. But he was fired in the end of two thousand nineteen. So it's not like you wouldn't expect and Marcelo Mayer only came only came to us because we, we had the fourth pick because we were terrible in twenty twenty, okay, the, the the COVID year, but that Ben Sherrington was supposed to take him first and then two pitchers went and he was lucky enough to get it. And so you can't say that he's Creative. What I want to have happened. I want Heimbloom fired. I want a creative person. I want a person who's similar to Theo, who has the balance of all these things. I wish we could have Theo come back, but he's not going to come back to this place. With the with the the with this, with this, uh, it is just so frustrating. I just. Literally, I, I just, I, I think it's just surreal. And Hein Bloom, he's in his seat. I mean, that he has, he cares more. I mean, the comment that he said on your show, Curtis, that the comment that, like, when bringing up how well Kosh was doing last year, Colin Waltham was doing in, in Philadelphia, that... He was like, oh, yeah, I, I know that, but that, he, doesn't, he doesn't care about that because he just stays up at night for the diamonds and the rocks that he may have missed. But, okay, if we got Shohei Itani, if he was convinced to spend all that money, we're not going to get him in the trade line, but if we did it, it would be him and Rafi who had the used contracts. Every other position would be a minor league player who just came up, and then you would still have this, these veterans who have one or two-year contracts for very little money who couldn't play their positions. Would Shohei Itani want to go to a team like that?
2: Yeah, I mean, well, I if think if eight hundred million dollars, he might. Right, it's going to be about money, and I mean, and does John Henry not care? She said John Henry doesn't care
4: anymore. Well, here is an issue: John Henry does not care about winning championships anymore okay, because but doesn't care about
2: money. Oh, he loves money. Who doesn't? Isn't right. Otani the modern like P.T. Barnum? You can market the hell out of this guy, sell the jersey, do right. do whatever you want to do, bring in new uh, sponsors. Remember famously when the Yankees signed Matsui, and there was like a. a Chinese or Japanese, like some TV brand on the right field wall, because every time you saw him, you saw that. Like, isn't that something that would excite John Henry? Spreadsheets and numbers and upward graphs? He loves
4: graphs and money and numbers. By the way, quick aside, obscure reference. Remember the uh, the Seinfeld when, uh, what was it, Uh, George's dad said, how could you spend $40 million on Hideki Arabu? Anyway. (laughs) um, But. Yeah, I John Henry, here's the issue. The teams here have won so much that it's not about winning anymore. It's about being smarter. It's about that our way is better. So if we spend, meeting the Red Sox, $800 million on Shohei, well, what does that prove? We just have the thickest wallets? And guess what, for, guess what group John Henry is part of? I think he may even head it with Major League Baseball that began after Steve Cohen's spending spree with the Mets. I'll tell you. MLB's Economic Reform Committee about not overpaying, about not busting through the newly created luxury tax in Major League Baseball. So does that sound like a guy? Is that legal? Uh, sounds a little bit like... Like collusion? Yeah, uh,
2: I don't know. Us owners have to get together and decide how we're not going to spend more money?
4: Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I think that's what it's called. Maybe for Zocco, see if you can look up the exact title. I think it's the Economic Reform Committee. And it we'll was, call it collusion. i right. just going to name it collusion. So if John Henry, which, by the way, this brings me to another side, the Bruins, right? Everybody's like, oh, well, they've paid to the cap ever since the cap has been instituted. Well, the Jacobs were the ones that led the charge to sit out an entire season to institute a salary cap, correct. which is the last thing a big market team should be advocating for. correct? So it's not something... Uh, go ahead.
2: for go ahead. No, yeah,
4: I just looked it up. So it says Major League Baseball has launched an economic reform committee to, quote, to discuss ways the game's economic structure could improve. Okay, well, it really means we need to stop spending so much money. It's how do we spend the least amount of money. Right. right.
2: And so... Sounds like they want to prevent... Everybody's all ticked off in the NFL, the Deshaun Watson contract. Right. you You screwed us all because now every quarterback thinks he's worth $230 million guaranteed and Lamar and that whole thing. They want to prevent that. And I can... I, I mean, I can see that. You don't want... Because everything is based on comps, right? Right. And even though there is no comp for Otani, there's... Probably not going to be for a while a guy who's the best home run hitter and pitcher in baseball right. but it still makes a number on paper that others say well I'm half as good as him so he got 800 million I want at least 400 million I do the, one of his jobs really well and and I understand that but I don't understand it from and I went on a whole rant this week I on, know I want to get to this like you're the news this drives me nuts. That we spend so much time talking about this.
4: I would love to hear your thoughts on this right now. So
2: finances have overtaken everything. And I understand to some degree it's been like that. I, you know, Babe Ruth. You know, right. It was financial and that no, no, was the no, start no of it. Right. But and the Patriots always used to be the Sullivan family couldn't afford anyone, and you right. know, Hannah's unhappy, and this guy's unhappy. Do you think Belichick's part Sullivan? <laughs> <laughs> but he's just an ec- economics major okay, from Western. Sorry. So now it's taken it to like the nth degree, though, where we're supposed to sort of sympathize with their economic issues, whatever they may be. Salary cap, real world. When do they sympathize with us on our economic issues, right? Like, it's a one-way street of sympathy. Oh, well, you know, we got to trade Mookie Betts because if we pay him, it'll be, we'll be paying $3 for every $1 because of all these cockamamie tax major. Li- I don't even care. Right. I want the best player on the field. It, it's supposed to be about that. This is supposed to be entertainment, right? We do this to be entertained. Right. I'm not entertained by you telling me, well, you know, I mean, we can't, the economy and this is, no, 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 nope, nope. You know what I want to see? One to nine. Am I excited about the people I see out there? Am I excited that my second baseman is named Justin Turner, a guy who is not a second baseman? Am I excited that my shortstop for the Boston Red Sox is a guy who's not a shortstop and cannot field a ball? Right. I right. love the Dahlbeck era. It's short. Right. What are, what exactly, when did it become okay for, they have it both ways. They love to brag about, and I say they in all of sports. Right. You know, the NFL loves to tell us the new X billion dollar TV contract, but then in the same breath, they have the balls to tell us, well, you know, it's, it's tough economic times and this. No, 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 no. A, I don't really want you to brag about what you're making. I think that's, stupid. I think that's bad. I think that actually creates some of the animosity in me. You brag about how you're making money. Right, Greg. And then and then you expect and then he wants free food or right. he wants free this or fr- No, you can't have it both ways. If you're going to tell me how much you you make, then shut up and spend it. Shut up and entertain me. You can't then tell me, "Well, it's tough times and books." Like the the Red Sox are the prime example. So, and the Patriots go down this road every once in a while because I remember the Jamie Collins, Dante Hightower, Malcolm Butler era where Robert Kraft said, Well, we got three guys coming up and we're going to have to figure out. Well, you didn't really. Right. You, you ran two of them out of town, you kept one. Right. The henchman Lombardi said that Jamie Collins didn't have enough passion. Right. Right. He was in the doghouse, gone. They brought him back like three times since. Right. Uh, but now you did the same thing with Mookie Betts, Xander Bogarts, Raphael Devers, Right. So you fixed it by trading Mookie Betts. That's what, what I was told at the Times. It was almost like a Taylor Hall trade. we got to do it. Like If right. we're going to do business, we're going to trade Mookie Betts. Right. That, so why that. am I still talking about you signing, as Allison said, one-year deals, two-year deals with old, washed-up, bridge-type players when you told me Mookie Betts would fix it. If you traded him, not only did you trade him, by the way, you didn't get anything for him. I should be excited. If I and Bloom were really doing his job properly, we wouldn't be talking about Mayer, who Allison is right, You sucked, and you lucked into him. He fell to you. Correct. You did nothing. You did absolutely nothing. The thing you did was trade Mookie Betts for Verdugo? Meh. Okay, but Wong? Meh. You think the Dodgers look back on that you and be like, oof, we lost that puppy. No! And you haven't even gotten to the point where maybe they could regret the contract. I don't think they will. Right? Because they're a big market team that's trying to win, just like all these other teams, and yet all I have to hear about is financial constraints. We're going down that road with the Celtics. They're pre-complaining. Oh, Chris uh, Forsberg in the uh, second apron uh, talk. Uh, oh, my God, we can't give Jalen Brown this because uh, this. No, Hey, how about Celtics? I kind of like you right now. You know why? You have three players that I believe are star players. Isn't that the goal? Right. Isn't well, the goal to acquire star talent and pursue championships, not tell me how difficult your financials are? Because everybody in the world has worse financials than professional sports teams. Everybody listening, right? They have a mortgage that, whatever, their taxes went up. Oh, there's a prop two-and-a-half override. They're going to screw me now because they want this. Everybody has financial well, the cost problems. Cost of living
4: has gone up a bit.
2: Right. Milk is like $6 a gallon instead of 99 cents whatever the hell it was in my day uh, right
4: ground pork i got it the other day it was 12 dollars for a pound i don't know what the hell happened to pork but anyway you we- buy ground pork oh yeah for meatballs the worst meatballs everybody hates but yeah uh, ground pork beef and veal there you uh, go you used the three meats good job yeah thank you for- italian my mom's a oh, yeah. silvestro so we-, we do it the right way except for on the greg hill show where i get mocked but what you're saying andy you i would love to argue you know that uh you're exactly right but here's the issue and we can get to this next it's not that teams do it, it's that people in this business allow it. Yeah, And it's that is the issue. Of course, if I ran a franchise, I'd want people to think I had I was cash-strapped while I was putting money away. So we'll get to that side of it. We're up against it here. But uh, if you agree with uh, Andy on the financial situation in sports and, and professional owners and teams complaining about their financial limitations while the rest of us are dealing with – a far more stringent economy in difficult situations ourselves. 617 779 7937 7. We'll get to that and to the Patriots at 10.
1: From the Rubenstein Law Studios 1 800 BOS Legal. This is WEEI, New England's sports original.
3: Baseball is back, and so is MLB.TV. Watch every out of market regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
1: We're back. Ken and Curtis on WEEI.
3: Download the Odyssey app and listen on demand anytime.
2: Is that Elton John? Sean Kingston. Oh, close. Uh, Almost. I didn't know who it was, but I was pretty sure it wasn't Elton John.
4: I was too, just having some fun with Mr. Furzoko. But you let it breathe a little. Yeah, you know, well, the only Sean Kingston song I know is in an emergency, you gotta call 911. That's the the hotter song from Kingston from a couple years ago. But nonetheless, I'm old and boring and dull, so... I'll leave the music uh, up to Mr. Frizoco. We are Ken and Curtis. Ken is up in Montreal. Andy Hart filling in admirably. Had the rant of the week, hot take from Andy Hart about being fed up with organizations bitching about their finances. Jim in the car agrees with Andy. Good morning, Jim.
3: Good morning. I was I was saying amen
2: over and over. Andy's 100 percent right, and you know you see this in other in other areas of life, like politicians do it. You know they send you a fundraising email. It's like. I wanna share with you my Iowa strategy. But I also want you to give me some money. <laughs> and you know, like beer companies do it. Secret of our beer, the finest hops. And what they're doing is they're sharing a little bit, but they're not sharing the really important stuff. They're just sharing enough to make you feel a little bit involved and you buy in and you buy more tickets. And when when they do stuff like trade Mookie Bets and Get Nothing, we say, Oh well, they had to do it. Yeah. I understand.
4: But what, what occurs with that, Jim, both politically, actually, and in the sports world, is both rely on a gullible, useful media. Yes. And, you know, what? of all the things that I found to be reprehensible from the Red Sox, I was out there for in Springfield for winter weekend with Ken. We did our show Saturday from out there. That Friday night, there was the, you know, the now memorable night of fans expressing their displeasure with ownership. Nesson, owned completely by the Boston Red Sox, edited out the booing. Now, if you ever want to know what an organization thinks of you, that right there encapsulates it. Oh, you want to boo? We're going to remove it. Even though it had already been spread virally on social media, anybody that followed the Red Sox had seen or heard the clip, either on this station, the other station, anywhere. The notion that they would then treat their audience with such disdain as to remove and edit out the actual fan response and then tell you with a straight face they're listening? (laughs) I mean, I I don't need to get into things that we used to believe in and that we no longer do in society as we mature because God knows who's listening. But if you still buy into that act that they listen to their fan base... (laughs) And I don't even mean to single out the Red Sox. They all do it. They all do it. But that was such a glaring example of treating those that drove out to Springfield that you know what? They gave you the op they gave you something that you should be coveting, which is passionate reaction to your product. And they took their time to to go there. It was a freezing ass cold night in Springfield in the dead of winter. And they said, you know, we don't agree with your plan. And your reaction was to remove it from the re-air of the event? The only thing that was worth hearing of the entire two hours? And then you tell people you're listening to them? I'm sorry. Uh, If you still buy into that, I don't know what to tell you.
2: And these are ownership, organization, whatever, that have praised Red Sox fans over the years for being smarter, passionate, right? So it's not like... They think their fans are stupid. Well, maybe they do, but at least publicly they try to pretend, oh, you know, they Fenway fans notice a a special moment in the eighth inning that would not go noted would go unnoticed in Tampa Bay, right? Like some record or some spot, some situation standing or maybe it's even for the other team like they're smart, passionate, loyal baseball fans and they spoke volumes in in Springfield and I would all the, the thing that bothered me about that is to what end you're making it worse. It already happened. The cat's out of the bag. They booed you. They're not happy. They shouldn't be happy. If you think they should be happy, then that's a you problem, not a them problem. Right. If you And and I don't know where they sit with that. I mean, that was as awkward a night for High and Blue. Remember he kept saying bets? If you're going to make bets on what you're doing, it's right. like he pulled a Wes Welker and was seeing how many times he could get the word bets aka mookie into right. a sentence that wasn't really about mookie bets. Right, it, it was like yeah, it was like he was mocking somebody or just trying to get fired or, or I have no idea what he was doing. But for them to take a fan base that they at least publicly try to pretend they they value and that they think is great and is part of the reason for their success, the passion and kind of just like bat them around, treat them insignificantly, treat them like a politician treats, you know, a, a voter he knows he has. Like J- Donald Trump Right. I could go in Times Square and shoot somebody and some of these people are still gonna vote for me. Exactly. I feel like that's what the Red Sox did. But they didn't they didn't say it so brazenly brazenly right. as, as Donald Trump. No, they the they didn't say it at all. Right. They, they did it in a Which should piss people off even more. Right. That should piss you off even more than you not liking the trades, the spending, the plan, bloom, whatever it may be. That should piss you off even more that now they're just they don't even respect you. They, think you. they think you're stupid and won't notice that they may have edited this for your convenience or, or whatever right. or I mean, for time constraints. Well, what
4: do you do when you don't like the message? You alter it, and then you buy the newspaper, so you sure. get to control everything. Funny and, how that works. And, it, and it's, That's the frustrating element because when we do the show on Saturdays at Fenway before home games the Ford Clubhouse studio, you still see a, not as many as there used to be, but there are diehard Sox fans waiting out on lands down before the game, grabbing a sausage, grabbing some memorabilia, going into the park, paying top of the market. And yet, we are continually told about how the business model of baseball is evolving and how the Red Sox need to be more protective with their payments. And since I've had a voice on The Greg Hill Show, I have used it to discuss the fan index, the cost of bringing a family of four, Whether it's a Patriots, Red Sox, Bruins, Celtics game. All of these teams are either one, two, three, or four. They're in the top five of their respective sports. And yet, none of them, as far as I can tell, are in the top five. Maybe the Bruins because of the, but in the NHL, everybody's right around the same because of the new cap that the Bruins have helped implement. With the Celtics, the Bruins, and the Patriots, Celtics, Red Sox, and Patriots, especially the Red Sox and Patriots, are not near the top five. Now, the Patriots are 31st. We can get to them in a minute. But the people in the media that parrot this line, I don't blame Robert Kraft. I don't blame Sam Kennedy or John Henry. I don't blame Wick. I don't blame the Jacobs. They're trying to make money. It's a business. It's capitalism. America, we all love it. I blame the people like Forsberg, like Reese at times, like Pete Abraham that just repeat without editing or any discernible thought and relay that message to the fan base because they're getting free publicity. they're they're saving a lot of money on their PR because there are useful idiots in the media that parrot what they want them to say. And I agree with what you said a thousand percent. I had the uh, I didn't pay for them it's Father's Day. Ken said he, I asked Ken they were two seats. I took my son, wife to the game, we all go great time. It was a hundred and seventy dollars a seat for these <laughs> tickets. I'm sitting looking there like is this like, you know, the the heir to the, you know, the Gillette family fortune? Like, who could afford five hundred dollars for a couple hours, especially with a young kid, at a baseball game? And these guys up in the suite are telling me how, how hurting they are how how much they're suffering with financial issues? It's
2: laughable. And yet people do it. And that just shows you I still think the, the appetite for baseball is here. Because we get these little short spurts of sort of mediocre success. Right. Oh, they beat up on the A's before the All-Star break. They've won 9 of 10. And you can feel a little uptick in people paying attention. The thirst is still there. I, I And I know there. I looked at their attendance earlier. I think they're like 12th in Major League Baseball, which – 32,000 a game, 48,000 is the Dodgers and and I know there's oh Fenway's little and it's all this whatever. You also benefit from Fenway right. because tourists go to Fenway. People who don't even really care about the Red Sox show up some percentage every night, we're in town for either business or pleasure, and go to Fenway. Yeah, I would say between 10 to 20% of that park. Right. You start as a, you're going to have people in the seats just because it's America's most beloved ball.
4: And that's park. the new business model for arenas and stadiums. They're going to be smaller and smaller. Oh, yeah. Because you need I to mean, drum down the, the, the look total.
2: No, look no further than Gillette Stadium, where every time they do something, they remove seats. Right. And the total of Gillette Stadium continues to, oh, let's put a beer ring around the third row and take out 1,000 seats. Yes, absolutely. The numbers are going down in most places because it's a TV business now. Right. It's all, it's all about TV, not the live gate for the most part. Um, but just the frustration of of the Red Sox in particular, because I feel like forever the Red Sox have played like a big market team until now, like with minor blips. This is the longest stretch I feel like in at least my lifetime, going back to Roger Clemens' $25 million contract, or let's go get Pedro, let's go get Manny, $160 eight years. Now this stretch of... Four plus years talking about finances and can't do this and can't do that and we're building from within and while you're spending a three quarters of a billion dollars on a hockey team, mm-hmm. you are cu- which I know is different businesses and you know different still, arms of the same cash. organization. I just to me it's all about the Red Sox. Don't tell me you're not bringing in revenues. Don't tell we we have to all read these. This is another part of my like that has screwed owners and I don't blame them necessarily for this. The Forbes lists that feel like they come out. Every three months. Like, oh, the Patriots went up 8%. They're now 5 point whatever billion dollars. The CBS did a
4: story. CBS.com did a story on the most profitable franchises. And, like, the Patriots were third. Yeah.
2: And, like, so we know too much. But we know it. I'm sorry. We know you are printing money. Everybody goes through the Packers because they're the only non-traditional ownership team, right, and so publicly you get to traded. see the books. So, sort of publicly traded, not really. You buy those sham stock offerings that are not really stock. You don't well, get it. Well, any you don't have to
4: look at the Packers books to know what the teams are paying to own a franchise
2: to know the values have exploded. And even this week, uh, David Silver, no. The NBA commissioner. Nate Silver. Nate, No, no. Adam Silver. Adam, Adam Silver. Nate Silver is the 538. It's great when the two hosts of the show go <laughs> 0 for 2 finding the NBA <laughs> commissioner's Silver. name. Um, he's the guy that ruined
4: the 2016 election. At least your election. guy
2: is a guy. I don't know who David Silver is. Well, I feel like he's the guy on 90210.
4: David's, David Stern. I was going to say plumber. it was a
2: mix of David Stern and Adam Silver. It was a mix right. of the last you're two NBA nailed commissioners. It. Oh, okay. Yeah, you, you I think it. David Silver might have been a character on 90210, Beverly Hills. But um, he brought up the fact that legitimately there aren't enough rich people Teams are so valuable now. There aren't enough rich people to buy teams. The NBA is now allowing these what are they called funds groups. But no, like the the funds, the Saudi whatever oh, right. investment fund right. to be up to 30% part of an ownership group cuz he had the he goes, you know, we don't really have enough people that can just write a check. There are the David Teppers and the Pagulas, but there are fewer and fewer people because franchises are so valuable that can just say, "Yes, I would like to buy the Washington Red Commanders." Stop myself. Nailed it. Washington Commanders. And that just tells you how valuable. And yet, half of the sports world is about cutting costs, salary cap deals. Oh, I can't read this. We can't go into the tax threshold. And the other owners have the audacity to say, someone like Cohen. Well, I guess he doesn't have a budget. Right. Like, you're going to mock him because he actually wants to win and treating it like a fan? I remember, it like it's when fun. Larry, I
4: remember when Larry Lucchino would publicly admonish people who decried the Red Sox spending saying, you know what, why don't you spend like us and you can win too. Now, all of a sudden, the Red Sox have become the Rays. Right.
2: Now it's collusion against the people that do want to spend. And I understand the the counterpoint. Well, look, how are the Mets doing this year, huh? Uh,
4: that's such a dumb—not you. Okay, but so it like, failed. Right. So would you rather fail while spending a lot of money or fail watching the owner get rich? I'd also know.
2: rather fail when having hope in March and April and then come May and June realize, wow, this really blew up in our faces, than not really having hope in March or April— and still not really having hope in
4: June or July. But in no other walk of life, Andy, would anybody, any of the people that are listening to the sounds of our voice this morning who give the Red Sox and other teams a pass or the Patriots for not spending, would they give that same excuse? If they went to Grill 23, one of the best steakhouses in the country, right? And they got a gamey steak for 90 bucks. would they say, oh, well, you know, tough economy. No, they'd send it back and demand right. a refund. Right. Like, But with the Red Sox, you go watch Dahlbeck at short and Justin Turner at second, and you say, oh, I get it. It's, it's a long game.
2: It's a nice park. Right. These seats aren't all that comfortable, right. and it's kind of dingy in here. It's not well lit. and Oh, but those lights flash when somebody hits a home run. Uh, anyway, speaking of
4: lights flashing, Ken's driving off the road right now because I'm so late. You missed so, the clock? Oh, dear. What, uh, what are you doing? Uh, I don't know. Big Ben. Uh, Justin in D.C. wants to weigh in. This will get to him and you guys. 617-779-7937. And the Pats—interesting week, meaning bad week for them. We'll get to that as well. <laughs> David Silver, no,
2: the NBA Commission. Nate Silver. Nate.
1: We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per
2: month with eligible trade-in when you switch. <laughs>